The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Koal Investment Group and its staff. Koal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Welcome to it, the Retirement Clinic, live on the Saturday before Christmas. Jeff Kowal is here. Jeff, you like Christmas as much as I do, don't you? Oh, I'm like a little kid, you bet. Love it. Me too. Just that, you know, just, I don't know, something about this time of the season. I've loved it since I've been a kid. I try, as I get older, I try not to let all of the commercialism and all the uh, gifts and people get stressed out, the anxiety over, do I get a gift for this? Enjoy the season, right, Jeff? Absolutely. We've got another grandchild coming, um, grandson this time on January 5th with our kid and yeah. with Adam in Arizona. So that's pretty exciting too. So it is all about the season, all about family yep. and a real reason for Christmas. It, it really is, Jeff. We will not be on next Saturday. It's Christmas Day. So we have all of our special programming and music and shows on. Uh, but today we are here. Oh, we're on New Year's Day. We are. All of our shows are going to be on New Year's Day, which kind of surprised me. And for a moment, I'm like, no. <laughs> Jerry, we're not that's on. That's a good way to start the year. Well, yeah, so we're going to be on. So that's on uh, two weeks from today. Of course, not on Christmas Day. So here we go. We've got the whole hour to talk about retirement. Because Jeff is live and we don't have a guest today, we will be joined by Aaron Kowal for the boss segment. We've got the sexy segment coming up about uh, financial uh, preservation, management and preservation, and that's always a good one, Jeff. So we've got the whole hour. You can take calls. Absolutely, and we welcome those calls. Any retirement question, whatever it is, 401k plan, we're nearing the end of the year. There might be end of the year conversion type of questions, taxes play into your retirement plan. Whatever it is, give us a call right now. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, open, lines are open and available, 414-799-1130. We're done talking property taxes with the guys before, Jeff, I don't know if yeah. you caught most of that. The good news was it seemed like they were down. Mostly the same or down, yeah. yeah. That's good, right? I don't know what ours were. I... <laughs> Jay takes care of that. <laughs> you know what? Um, same in my house. Yeah. Generally, one household does have the person that pays the bills, writes checks out, and it's in our household, it's not me. Yeah, same here. Uh, you I, mean, I have, I have most of them on automatic, so but there are a few other ones around the house that, that she has to pick up. But yeah, that's a good way to have it. Jeff, you've got many locations around town. You're in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, in Racine, the newest addition to the Coal Investment Group. Go online, thecoalway.com. It's K-O-W-A-L. Thecoalway.com. And Jeff, Monday through Friday, you and your staff do market updates for WIBA and WISN where the show is heard. That's right. The 305 and 5 o'clock news blocks on Mark Belling show on WISN in Milwaukee and at 455 on Vicki McKenna's show on WIBA in Madison. We give you one minute on what's going on in the market that day. That day. What's driving the market up or down? Is it government report? Is it, is it the uh, trouncing of the uh, big Build Back Better plan that may or may not? Uh, you know, I'm still. I'm, Jay talks. Jay talks. Weber talks about it every once in a while. He says they still could sneak it in at the last minute. You know, on December 23rd, and mm-hmm. then right as they're going home. But that could drive the market. Interest rates, inflation. What's driving the market? Corporate earnings reports. What's driving the market up or down that particular day? Uh, we give you a, so what. So what. How does it apply to your life, your investments? And then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S P 
500 and tech-heavy NASDAQ every day, Monday through Friday. Three and five o'clock news blocks on WISN in Milwaukee and 455 on WIBA in Madison. Yeah, our sister station in Madison. It's the uh, like a news talk format. Vicki McKenna has a show there, but this show is also broadcast in Madison. So we thank those listeners for tuning in. Jeff, let's get started. You all start out with a retirement related topic. I have a lot of stuff going on today. A lot of it's little stuff, but it's all. And then the Barons came out with with. Uh, their outlook for 2022 this morning in the issue of Barron's. Oh, are, so we gonna, are we going to cover that? I'd like to cover that after the first break. Okay, so let good. me start with a couple things. One, first, as you plan for next year, make sure that you take into account that 401k contribution limits go up. 2022 brings higher contribution limits, the salary deferral limit for employees who participate. In 401k plans, including thrift plans, 403bs, 457bs, it's increased to 20500 up from 19500 The catch-up provision remains the same at $6,500. So that means you can put $27,000 away into your 401k. I like the idea, if you can, to put it into a Roth IRA. It's not for everybody, but I think if you can pay the taxes up front and have it grow tax-free for years and years and years and years, that's a great way to go. Um, But again, it's not for everybody. Uh, Take a look at your situation. And the IRA contribution limit will remain the same at $6,000. And then there's a $1,000 catch-up for those over age 50 and older. Um, and then there's phase-out for income that you make. So those are a couple of things for next year. Be, be sure you're aware of that. This next item, this, this I thought was pretty interesting because people are trusting, and sometimes that's just so stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> are, we too tr- are we naive? Is that oh, your- man. Uh, this, um, and this guy's got it right, but... Um, especially when there's money involved. If, there, if there's even 10 cents involved, there's going to be a fight. But this was a, uh, I don't remember where I got this from. I think I got it from Market Watch. It says, my, my wife made her sister a 401k beneficiary. I asked to be listed in case she dies first. She promised her sister would give, would, she promised that her sister would give me the money. What should I do? So, so the sister is going to be the beneficiary. He's, they've got four yeah. kids together. She advised me their 401k was from her post-college pre-marriage years and had emotional attachment to, for, to it, therefore didn't want to touch it. Um, she advised me that, uh, let's see, it's $100,000. It's her old 401k. I asked her to change the beneficiary. She said, that's okay. My sister will give me the money. And you don't think that she'll give you the money. Like it's, it's a, you, the the wife is saying, "Well, you don't think she'll give you the money?" And the answer is, she won't give her the money. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have four kids. So you know, if you name your sister as the beneficiary, despite the fact you have four kids, yeah. she's probably got kids of her own. She's got other things. My sister intended to to give me the money, not you the money. So screw you. <laughs> You're not going to get the money. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, or a million dollars. She's not giving any of the money to the husband. Um, and he says, he goes on, the article goes on to say, anyway, the, the response is, I'm not in the business of saying after I die, my brother, sister, X, Y, Z, things like that. This is not straightforward. Most states have rules about um, who the beneficiary should be on a 401k plan. And sometimes even if you name a beneficiary, the, the courts can overrule that. They generally do not. The key here is that even in Wisconsin, especially in Wisconsin, community property state, if you change your beneficiary, 
the spouse has to be named as the beneficiary. If you do not, if, if, if so, if the wife wanted to, to add her sister now, she couldn't without the husband's consent. So you can't do that, but the spouse has to sign off on it. So if she enters into a 401k now and wants to name a beneficiary, she has to name her husband as the beneficiary unless he signs out, signs off. So that couldn't happen. So actually the wife is smart for not changing it because then she falls under the rules where she has to name him as a beneficiary. And if she wants her sister as beneficiary, she's got it that way. You can put, and if you have a proper estate plan, and Jeff, how many t- we talk about estate planning a lot on your program. Oh yeah, you can change those in a trust, right? If it's a, a revocable trust, you can make those changes. You can make those changes, but a lot of times you have to be careful because you, if you have the trust as the beneficiary. Unless there are what's called flow-through provisions, you don't get the tax deferred or a tax-free nature if it's a Roth IRA. Sometimes it has to be distributed according to a trust right away, triggers the tax right away. If it doesn't have flow-through provisions, that allows for um, the stretch, modified stretch. Now it's 10 years. Uh, so you have to be careful with those trust accounts. But yeah, what you mentioned is not with retirement plans necessarily, although if you do have the Trust named as a beneficiary on the retirement plan, you can change that too. But but there's you've talked about stepchildren and then life changes and then you might get married again and again. Let's say you have three, four ex-wives. Do you want all of those kids? Even with just one, once you have a blended family, uh, that uh, creates a different set of issues that need to be addressed. Yeah. And, and it's delicate. It's very delicate. And there are some attorneys that we work with that are very good with that. Where, you know, you try to talk through, and this is where they are very good. Um, you talk through what, what the ideal situation would be. Um, and sometimes that discussion alone is very delicate and very deliberate. But they're very good at that. And then once you decide, then you try to reduce it to writing. That's, that's the important part. Because just it's just like this thing. Say, yeah, my sister will give you the... It's not going to happen. And unless you reduce it to writing and say, this indeed is how it is going to happen, it might not get done. Everything needs to be in writing. Everything, Jeff, right? Yeah, Even yeah. if the kids are in all agreement about, you know, and, and mom and dad are, but then one of them passes and now you have to really, that's where the rubber hits the road and, and things and decisions are made. If you've got it in writing, there should be no disagreement. Everybody should be on the same page. Yeah, some of the retirement rules are a little bit different for 401k plans, but you're right. If you have it in writing, if um, um, it, it, at least, you know, the, the courts will know what your intentions are and will usually go based on that. Um, but you know, if she's, if, if the wife thinks that, uh, that her sister is going to give you money after she passes away, that's cute that you would think that uh, <laughs> it uh, ain't going to happen. Cute. And like you said, a little naive and, oh, yeah. and or just, just not, um, yes. almost obnoxious, right. To assume that you have money coming to you. Well, she has. The, the the wife has a right to do that with those assets. Now, it could be proper states if there are earnings from that um, that were uh, part of that earned while they were married. There may be some mixed assets there, and that needs to be addressed. There's just all kinds of complications with that. And she just might as well be straightforward and say, you know, I'd, I'd like this money to go to my sister. If you get it, that's great, but don't plan on it because she's not going to give it to you. That's right. And it also serves as a reminder for the, all of our listeners here. 
to this show that if you don't have an estate plan or anything, you really need one, Jeff, right? Yes, yeah, so and pay attention to it. Make sure you have it revised periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, beneficiaries are in order. There can be divorces or marriages or babies and grandkids in the, in the picture now that you need to address or would like to address Yeah, um, and be proactive with it. This is a great time of year to do that too as we head into the new year. That You know what? I was just going to say, I know Christmas is a week away. We're all thinking about stuff like that, but boy, at the end of the year is a lot of times, Jeff, when people start, you know what? Next year, we really got to get our affairs in order. Yeah. It's a new year. Let Maybe it's a resolution. Whatever it is, make sure you get everything in order. Well, we talk about that, you know, call us if there are things that are on your mind to keep you up at night. This is the one of the, th- one of the things that if you haven't done it or haven't done it in a while, it should keep you up at night because <laughs> um, you want to make sure that it's addressed. You want to make sure that your kids or the people that you love are taken care of if something should happen to you. And why um, not reduce it to writing? Exactly. And, they, and then you have, it's up to you to decide who the beneficiaries are, Jeff, and if they need to be changed. But boy, if you don't have that paperwork done, who decides? The courts, many times the state will step in, probate. That's time consuming. It costs thousands of dollars. Yep. And it's stuck. It, it and I heard with election. COVID too, there's a lot of backed up cases. Yes. Oh, in probate? Oh, gosh. Yeah, and sometimes probate is okay, but most times you want to avoid probate. You know, it's the sorting out of the assets, yeah. It becomes a public record. Yes. Anybody can look at it. Um, That's what probate is. So good stuff, Jeff. Hey, before we break, just a little insight into the remainder of the show. We have... Aaron joining us, Aaron Kowal, your son, part of the Kowal Investment Group. With the Boss Minute, you've got a sexy segment coming up. Also, Barron's did, and you said this was just released this morning. Right, this outlook for 2022. So we'll go through that a little bit and how it applies to your retirement, your investments, and your life. We'll come right back with Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Kronforst on WISN and WIBA, the retirement clinic. It's every Saturday. If you do have a question, you can text us. You can call us. It's the Academic Mortgage talk and text line 414-799-1130 retirement questions uh thoughts on the baron's outlook when we come back just going to get into that if you want to chime in give us a call we'll be right back Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. In previous segments, we've discussed the importance of succession planning and estate planning for business owners. Another important planning option you may not have considered for your business is forming a trust. Maybe asking yourself, why would I need a trust for my business? The purpose of a trust is to manage assets on behalf of businesses so that the business can continue to run in your absence. They have a variety of legal uses that help business owners and their beneficiaries preserve and grow their wealth. Not forming a trust for your business could put the business at risk. For example, one of the biggest issues many people don't realize is that often money from a business will be used to resolve the debts of a business owner's private affairs. Even if you don't think your business will need protection from creditors, circumstances could change and it's always a good idea to set up protection for your business. Other benefits of forming a trust for your business are that it can oftentimes minimize taxes and avoid pitfalls that can ensue when there is no estate plan in place. There are several types of trusts that can be formed for your business, such as a life insurance trust, charitable trust, and living trust. 
Not everyone will need the same type of trust or one at all and needs vary based on a person's circumstances. Before you choose a trust, make sure to look at all your options and choose the one that best benefits your business and the future of your business. If you need help getting started, give our office a call, 262-522-4040. Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, an acronym for Business Owners Savings and Security. Jeff, you work with individuals on their retirement plan. The Kowal Investment Group will also talk about Often on this show, the retirement clinic, Jeff, your business, is it your only retirement plan? Should it be? Do we need another vehicle? Well, it's for a lot of people, that is their, their retirement plan, and they figure that they know that better than anything else. But it's always great to diversify. This is a great time of year, again, to take a look at what you're doing with your uh, retirement planning for your business, uh, how you're you know, how you're, you're looking to convert your business. If you're looking at selling your business, how do you convert that to income once you retire? So, you know, again, give our office a call. We do this boss minute every week um, so we can help you with your retirement investment planning once you choose to leave your work and leave your business. The Kowal Investment Group has a fantastic website. A lot of information, uh, articles written by the staff, things that are posted, blogs. You'll see it at thekowalway.com in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona. Now in Racine, too, right off the freeway at Highway 20. So Barron's did a look, and this just was released this morning, meaning today, Saturday. It's the 18th of December. Are you ready for Christmas, by the way? It's Am I ready for Christmas? Uh, yeah, we're going to be in Florida for Christmas with Aaron and his girls and his wife. So that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. And we head to Phoenix right after that. So we're going to be doing a little traveling over the holidays. So. Well, good. Yeah, it, yeah it we won't see you next week, So Jeff. fast. It's just amazing how quickly it comes on. I, I agree. It goes so quickly. But it's it, a lot of fun. It, it is. Enjoy it because it does go fast. And um, yeah, so we're, we're not on next week, but back on New Year's Day. So looking ahead to 2022, what does Baron say? And I have been playing Christmas music since about, since about November 1st. So I've been in the season for all the while. I, so, like in your car when you drive around? Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, I, I love it. I do too. Okay, I'll, I'll look for 2022. I'm not going to dwell on a lot of these. It's kind of interesting. This is an outlook issue. Uh, said the highlights are expect further gain from stocks. Um, they talked uh, a little bit up. Nicholas uh, Jasinski is the guy who authored this and went to a couple of different sources. They look at the economy. The COVID-induced recession of 2020 officially lasted just two months. but was one of the deepest economic cr- uh, contractions in history. The rebound has been just as dramatic and should continue in 2022. That's according to them. At the same time, supply chain pressures, labor shortages, and inflation all could persist. Um, consumer and capital spending will continue to drive the economy next year and will return to a more normal growth rate. I think that that's true, that you're, the consumer and capital spending, you know, you look at the um, supply chain disruptions, and they say that's, that, that that's going to be uh, settled by the spring. There's no basis for that. There's no reason why it would be settled by spring. They're talking about they need 80,000 truck drivers to move this stuff. Jen Circleback Saki seems to have the answers for this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. uh, Watching her just makes me dizzy. And there were some that were talking about you know, even the things that they propose to bring more truck drivers to the 
uh, to the wheel. They say they're not addressing the things that you know, the conditions to keep truck drivers on the road. Once you hire somebody, how do you keep them on the road? So there are a lot of issues with that. It's just not just the truck drivers. It's supply. It's oil prices. It's all those things that go into the supply chain. Did you so, hear the story about CNN showing uh, the images of the container ships um, getting much better? There's only a few outside the port. And the scene did show just a few. Yeah. Well, they, they're pushing them out to further, sea. Further out, you bet. Yeah. Uh, miles and miles out, so they don't want the congestion. But again, right who do you point. watch? Because if you watch Fox, they're showing, you know, I don't know if it's drone or if it's actual uh, from an airplane, the footage. They're out there, guys. Oh, you bet. These there's ships still, are still... There's still 70 ships out there, but be, instead of being right in the port, they're keeping them at arm's length. They're keeping them out so that you don't see them. So there's less pressure, and then politically and... You know, like you're saying, from a viewpoint, um, it doesn't look as bad. You're but right. it's bad. But the thing is that every piece of item on those are going to get top dollar because people are waiting for whatever is on those. And that's going to drive up profits for companies over the next several months. Uh, some of the predictions from in terms of equities, they say, you know, we've seen two years of double-digit growth in the S&P 500. So they say expect a tug-of-war between rising earnings and pressured price-earnings ratio Capping the market gains, the S&P's uh, earnings are on track. Earnings are on track to rise. Uh, the average Wall Street forecast calls for profit growth of about nine percent in 2022. Um, interest rates are going to rise. Profits are going to fall a little bit. So they have three analysts that are looking at the economy, and they say there's going to be growth of about. The lowest is 3.3%. The highest is 5%. I think that's being pretty optimistic. <laughs> and they're saying inflation, the highest one is 3.6%. They're saying 26 to 3.6%. I don't know how long ago they surveyed these guys, but I, I think that they're low on inflation and you high on GDP. Your opinion that inflation is going to stick around for a while. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it rarely goes away. Once it's up there, there's no, there's little incentives for companies. And this is, again, the supply issues are going to um, uh, still uh, bother us for, through through a good part of next year. The um, the Fed's announced this week, Jeff, that they're hiking the rates three different times, right, to combat inflation. Nobody seems to have much confidence that that's going to do anything. Right. Um, it might maybe mortgage rates go up, as Bob talked about last hour, and yep. affects the real estate market and slows that down. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the, the well, rate? Well, still, even what Bob was saying, they still have an inventory issue. Right now, it's not an interest rate issue. So if interest rates go up a little bit, big deal. It's lack of inventory. It's lack of inventory, yep. Um, what was your question? <laughs> rest of your question. <laughs> about interest, I mean, rates, interest rates going up, yeah. It, it, um, it's so, about the, mar the Fed saying we're going to raise it. Right. Is it going to do any good? Uh, yeah. Uh, in terms of fighting inflation, probably not. At least not initially, they're talking about three interest rate increases. And we're seeing that the long-term interest rates, even the tenure, is not budging that much. So unless, and that's that's again the case for stocks, until till we see interest rates going up about up four to four or five percent, where you know the alternative to the stock market is to have four or five percent. Maybe you'll do that, but if you're only going to get one or two or three percent, still so the stocks look like a better alternative to fixed income. So unless the fixed income investments start to, re to increase rates dramatically, and we haven't seen that yet, the stock market's still going to look pretty good. And they're talking about, and that's, but, but you know, I like balance. Um, and we talk about that when we look, we manage over a billion, billion one of assets for our clients. That's, now, when, that's, you, when you say balance, 
you're you're talking about not just stocks then. You, right. You don't roll the dice and just put it all on red. Um, you, you have balance. You have a percentage in fixed income or if the market does correct. And the last, it's on average since World War II, we see the market have a correction of 10% or more on average every 22 months. Sorry, we do? Well, it's been a couple of years. They were just I, saying I hate that in, term, in like in football. We're due for a win. We're due for a loss. Right. No, you're not. you got to win the game. You might well, you might lose every game. You, but, you're never due. But you bring up a good point. That is an average of 22 months. I mean, sometimes the last one was over four years before we saw a correction like that. And, I mean, some happen every six months. Uh, but it, it, on average, it takes four months to recover. I think that we are due, that we're likely to get hit. But uh, I think the recovery is going to be a little bit longer than four months. But still, uh, you look at um, the three analysts that they, and I think that these are probably pretty good. The analysts that they're talking about uh, see mute, muted gains uh, from Nuveen, Morgan Stanley, and Bank of America. Uh, for the S&P 500 in 2022, uh, they're saying that uh, it, the range is going to be anywhere from 6.5% to 9% growth in the S&P 500 next year. So after having a couple of years of double-digit growth, I'm not surprised that they're saying it's going to be relatively modest growth, and I think it's going to be a bumpy year next year, um, again, uh, for stocks. So that's why it's a good idea to be uh, diversified, be balanced, and again, with the assets that we manage for our clients, we're prudent, we're sensitive to it, and we make sure that we manage the assets, that if there's a correction, you don't have to worry about it. We pay attention to that for you. You mentioned this was uh, released from Barron's this morning, their outlook for 2022. Barron's still res- like the, one of the most respected resources, Jeff, yeah, in your industry. It's a publication of the Wall Street Journal. It's, it is uh, still very highly yeah. regarded. Yeah, you bet. Always know your, your resource. Where's your information coming from, right? Right. With social media, I'm telling you, it's, I hear so many people saying things, and you look it up, and it's just not true. <laughs> No, your source. Well, most of it's probably coming from Jen Saki. So that, well, again, <laughs> misinformation. Did you see the, you know, the banner that Miss USA wears? What's that called? This the thing, you know, yeah, sash or whatever. Miss you know, the sash, I think banner. it's called. Yeah, hers says misinformation. <laughs> and there's a thing. It's Photoshop, clearly. Do you uh, think? <laughs> like she'd wear it, and it's hilarious. So certain things on the internet are kind of funny, aren't they? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, there is. There are still things that are funny that you can still laugh at. I know some of the stuff you're not supposed to. And I think we need think to laugh more. Things, I was just reading about some of the movies that never would have been made, like Airplane, some of the things on there. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Blazing Saddles, a lot of those things. I just mean, you, um, not PC, you're saying. They would be, oh, my God, Seinfeld. They want to take Seinfeld off of Netflix because it's not PC enough oh for Oh, man, yeah. Because yep. of what they cover. It's, hey, you would never folks, make that now. It's humor. It's comedy. We need to laugh more. I was at a funeral yesterday. I told you this, Jeff. As a uh, just my my uncle who um, had a great life, you know, um, more of a celebration of life, but traditional Catholic funeral. And most of the people there are older than me, my relatives, yep. and they're old school. And I, I enjoy those conversations. They're yeah. not so worried about political correctness. They just. And the older you get, I think the less of a filter you have. Yep. <laughs> so the truth comes out, and it's just refreshing. Yeah. Uh, it, where you don't have to worry about you know what you're saying, but it's refreshing to hear that every now and then. So yeah. again, with with news, know your source. Yeah. Well, my condolences too to your family. Thank you. 
Uh, let me talk a little bit about, I want uh, this is about illiquid assets and required minimum distributions. I think we got a couple minutes before the break, right, Paul? Yeah, we got at least, we got two minutes exactly. Okay. Um, illiquid assets. Sometimes you, it, you have to take out, well, you have to take a required minimum distributions. They were waived last year. They're back for this year, so you have to make sure that you take them. But sometimes you have illiquid assets. If you have uh, mutual funds, uh, IRAs, and uh, those are pretty much straightforward. You get the value at the end of the year and you take your required minimum distribution based on that. Um, once the, the calculation is done, processing is not a good, not a big deal. But for some IRA investments, it's not so simple. Some IRAs are much higher, harder to liquidate. Some annuity products, some hard-to-sell investments, and real estate may be difficult or almost impossible to liquidate. You don't liquidate a bathroom for a required minimum distribution. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, distributing the RMD in shares of an investment may also be complicated, if not impossible. Um, despite these issues, there is no exception for illiquid assets. You still, The government still requires you to take a required minimum distribution on that. So how do you do it? Well, your I, what if your IRA is entirely illiquid? There are some possible solutions. Some of them is aggregation. The RMD rules allow you to aggregate your RMDs from your IRAs and take the total amount from one account. So if you can get a valuation of it, you don't have to liquidate a bathroom to pay take the RMD from that real estate investment, you could take it from another one that has mutual funds or cash or something else in it. Remember, there are limits here. You cannot satisfy your RMD for your IRA from a workplace or Roth IRA. Another possible possibility is to make a tax your IRA contribution if you are eligible to inject some cash into your IRA. Secure Act makes this possible by allowing IRA contributions at any age, but you would need to have earned income and you would be limited to $7,000. That may not be enough to satisfy your RMD. But just know that even though it's an illiquid investment, you do have to take a required minimum distribution from it. Jeff, you've got the sexy segment coming up. Can we sneak in a quick caller? Let's try that, sure. We'll try to answer Steve's call from Muskego. We don't have much time. We'll make it quick, Steve. Good morning. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Morning. I am just wondering what's the real difference between the state and a will. An estate and a will? Yes. Well, an estate, that's actually a pretty good question. A state, estate, E-S-T-A-T-E, is all the things that are included, everything that you own. House, life insurance policies, IRAs, everything, that's included to your, in your estate. Regardless okay. of how modest or how big it is, the government looks at everything that you have. A will says, how do you want it distributed? So that's the difference between an estate and a will. An estate says this is everything you have. A will says how do you want it distributed. A trust gives you more control over how that estate is distributed. And the very basic of estate planning could be a power of attorney, right? You could. Uh, there's so many different types sure, of different estate planning. Sure, different parts to it. But yeah, uh, Steve, so I hope that helps a little bit. Uh, if you have some questions about if you have some assets outside of your IRA, uh, uh, it's good to, to perhaps take a look at a trust. Otherwise, a will should do. I always like the idea of putting it in writing. And off the air, Steve, if you want to follow up, just call the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040. 262-522-4040. Or thekowalway.com, the retirement clinic, and the sexy segment. It's coming up next. Stick around.
Oh, this is going to be a good one. Jeff just told me the topic of the sexy segment. Just by way of background, Jeff, uh, this is for wealth management and preservation. Each week on this segment, you have a different topic. Uh, this one is pretty good. Great divorces. Bill and Melinda Gates divorce highlights rise of older age splits. But let, just background on this segment. This show is for everybody, but this segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And just like Steve was calling about earlier, he's, you know, what is, what, how do you know you have more than a million dollars? You add up everything that you have, subtract what you owe, um, and it's mortgages, it's it's uh, it's your home, it's your retirement plan. So if you have $500,000 home, if you have over $500,000 in your retirement plan, you have over a million dollars. Now, there are different categories. You could talk about million dollars of investable assets. A lot of times we'll work with clients who have more than a million dollars of investable assets. But the government doesn't care where your assets come from. They just care. And that, that's what's included in your estate, E-S-T-A-T-E. Um, this, this show is for everybody. This uh, segment is for those with a million dollars or more. So Bill and Melinda Dates, Gates divorce highlights rise of older age splits. Divorce rates among couples over 50, sometimes called gray divorce, has risen despite an overall decline. Some counselors expect soul searching during the pandemic to accelerate the trend. You know, you, I think the bottom line is you either found out that you love your spouse more during that <laughs> pandemic or you found out you can't stand a look at them. Uh, the, so, um, during the, this is about six months old, but the divorce rate went up in Wisconsin by about 35%. Wow. During, during the lockdown That's remarkable, COVID. yeah. Well, Bill and Melinda Gates aren't like most couples, but their split highlights a broader phenomenon in American relationships. Um, and this is from the Wall Street Journal, I think. Uh, divorce after age 50, called Great Divorce, has risen, bucking an overall decline in divorce among younger couples. The reasons for older age divorces are often different than for younger ones. It's not necessarily acute conflict, but rather starting a new chapter. The children leave home, or retirement feels closer, um, that you just want a different start. That's a lame, ex- that's a different excuse. <laughs> but the, people are living healthier lives and they figure they have a lot of time left. During the past year, many couples stuck it out as they hunkered down in crisis. But lawyers say they expect more split up among all age groups as the pa- pandemic recedes. For, customer, for couples over 50 in particular, the pandemic has amplified the soul searching that often hits p- people at this age. Uh, before COVID, empty nesters or new retirees had other activities to distract them from an unfulfilling relationship, uh, according to Susan Brown, professor of sociology at Bowling Green. People are less willing to stay in empty shell marriages and are not conflictual, but also not happy. So before COVID, they'd, they realized the marriage isn't the best, but for the kids or but, for whatever yeah, no, reason, we'll stay together. Sure. Yeah. And, but then COVID comes around. Boy, talk about challenging because businesses, you know, some people lost their business, a small right. restaurant, uh, a lot mom of pressure, and pops. a lot of stress, you bet. Anxiety. And then that, of course, is going to affect the marriage. Yep. Well, I'm 50 years old. People are saying I'm 50 years old. I have 30 more years left on the planet. How do I want to spend those years and with whom? Um, Bill and Melinda Gates announced that they were ending their marriage after 27 years and they alluded to the next chapter. We no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of our life. The Gateses have three children. Um, let's see, Jeff and they join, uh, uh, Amazon founder, Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie and Mackenzie Scott, who divorced in 2019 after a 25 year marriage. 
The divorce rate in the U.S. has declined overall, but has more than doubled over those for 50-year-olds, says Dr. Brown. Wow, think of that. So it's declined overall. Yeah. But for those over 50? Yeah. It's gone up. This, I thought, was pretty interesting comment. I think it's probably true. But the, the, Dr. Crowley at Rutgers, Rutgers studied the impact of great divorces in both men and women and found that while women suffer a greater financial burden, men typically face a greater social cost. The wives were the social directors, she says, and often arranged gatherings with friends and planned holiday celebrations. Often common friends and children will side with her. Men face an extreme sense of loneliness, blah, 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 while women get hit <laughs> economically. <laughs> so women, so men, so we should feel sorry for the men because they're lonely. And even though they, well, I got to be careful because you don't know the reasons why. And well, every, every, it's every case situation, case. absolutely. Well, hey, every situation. I, you know, you mentioned, sometimes there's really is a reason for a divorce well, and you have to be sent. I think we have to be sensitive to that, that there are real reasons that people are, healthier away from each other or for whatever reason, whether it's financial or... And many uh, times, just in your circle of life, I'm sure you know many people that have been divorced. I do, Jeff, friends, and yeah. people in the family that are say we're much happier. Well, I think that goes a long way, although you, you don't want to see a divorce. You mentioned Gates, these billionaires that get divorced. What about uh, Bezos, right? Yep. Uh, he, he was divorced. Yeah, um, I mentioned that. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, Paul. I was probably looking at the... the Looking at the computer, looking it up as you said it. Okay. Yeah, they say new cases in the last two months are up one third from a year earlier period. People are just saying, okay, we're ready to go. And again, we have to be sensitive to that. We all know people who've gotten divorced. You love them, you care for them, and, and they're all going through a difficult time, whether it's financial or emotional. And then you look at, well, there's, a, yeah, the financial impact, and kids sometimes side with one or the other. And the younger the kids are, Jeff, for instance, if they're minors and they're living at home yet, well, uh, that's that's tough, you know. Living at two bedrooms, two homes, back and forth. Yeah, you got to love custody. them. And there are a lot of people that need a lot of love over the holidays. People that have lost a, a spouse, lost a loved one over the last couple of years because of COVID or whatever reason. People are getting divorced. Emotional. It's taking an emotional and a financial toll on on people. We just have to love them all. Um, Christmas is very tough on many families too. Bet, yes. Some, you know, a lot of us l- love Christmas as I do, but a lot of people have you know memories of lost loved ones and they're alone. And Christmas is is a tough time. So embrace those people. Reach out to them if you can help them. Good segment, Jeff. Interesting. The gray divorce. Older yep. people are breaking up more is what the, the bottom line is. Yep. All right. More coming up. That was the sexy segment, the retirement clinic. We're both on w, uh, WISN and WIBA, both stations each Saturday. We'll be right back with Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. stuff christmas music jeff and i are are in the spirit pentatonic that's it we're saying it right pentatonics um yeah they're they're good it's hard to find new christmas music or different christmas music you know other than bing's white christmas we gotta start getting some new stuff out there folks ariana grande me merry christmas 
Yeah, that, was, that was a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah, there's some new ones out there. I, I, I like traditional music personally, but uh, it's a challenge to find new stuff for sure. Jeff, we've got a few minutes left. We're not on Saturday because it is Christmas, but we're on New Year's Day. And, of course, the retirement clinic continues into 2022. Absolutely. Same time, same channel, Jeff. Absolutely. It's fun. It'll be our, on our 21st year, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let me talk to you about Social Security caps, talking about the first of the year. Uh, social Security workers pay the Social Security payroll tax on earnings up to a certain threshold. For uh, for 2021, it was 142800 but there isn't a similar wage cap for Medicare payroll taxes. And the question is, this is from Kippinger's retirement report. It says, why is that? Why isn't there a similar cap for Medicare as there is for Social Security? And he said, why is that? Uh, that would eliminate, and would eliminate, uh, why is it that would eliminating Social Security's tax cap alleviate the pro- program shortfall? And it says, not really. The two programs are designed differently. Social Security benefits are based on the amount retirees paid into the program, but the maximum benefit is capped at $3,895 in 2021 for someone who files at age 70, hence the wage cap, because your benefits are capped too. Without these caps, benefits would have to rise for wealthier individuals. In contrast, everyone receives essentially the same Medicare benefits, no matter how much they contribute. Um, so if you eliminate the tax cap for Social Security, the program's total shortfall would only be reduced by a little bit. And uh, it talks about other things. Uh, um, let's see. Once you start collecting Social Security and pension, the benefits uh, contribute to your monthly cash flow, reduce the amount you need to have saved for retirement. So there are a number of things that go into that. A couple other things. Social Security benefit and boost. <laughs> Benefit boost in 2022. We've talked about this before, but just a reminder, benefits go up by 5.9%, but with that, the annual earnings limit increases. If you hit your full retirement age next year in 2022, you can earn $51,960 or less. That's in the year uh, leading up to your birthday in 2022 at full retirement age. Uh, Over that, you forfeit a dollar benefits for every $3 you earn, but again, you get that back. Individuals who are 62 to 65 by the end of 2022 can make $19,560 before they lose those benefits. That's according to Kiplinger's. For those early filers, Social Security temporarily withholds a dollar on $2 of earnings. So, in other words, if you're retiring and you say, should I claim Social Security? If you're going to make $20,000 or more next year, uh, you're going to have to give back some of it. Now you get it back later on, so you will get those social skills. You don't lose them forever. But if you make uh, over $20,000, you have to start giving back some of those social security benefits. So maybe it makes sense not to claim it if you're going to make forty well, or $50,000. Which is most of the year. people in our listening audience. Yeah. So it makes sense maybe not to, to claim them next year. But be aware of that, that there is an income limit uh, if you claim Social Security benefits early. Jeff, in the final minute of the Retirement Clinic, which is in now the Kowal Investment Group. Remember, world headquarters in Waukesha, Port Washington, beautiful location. You can see Lake Michigan from the office. Racine, right off the freeway at Highway 20 in Phoenix, Arizona. You're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And Jeff, your website is thekowalway.com. K-O-W-A-L. You can go on there. Heather is great because if you request a meeting with us, 
so get on it right away. Get you in for employment. Very important. Again, we talked earlier about putting things in writing. If you're close to already in retirement, serious about your retirement planning, you have $750,000 or more, do give our office a call, 262-522-4040 or thecowalway.com. Jeff, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Paul, and everybody in the audience. Thanks for joining us on the Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA.